0: It's Lee Salisbury here. Welcome to season six of the behind the scenes television and music podcast, Soap from the Box. If you've missed the episodes so far, you've missed Matthew James Bailey from Hollyoaks and Mark Wright. Give them a listen now, as well as over a 100 other episodes from seasons one to five. Today, a very big star from a very big storyline from a very big soap. Enjoy. Rising star is how I would introduce my guest today. He's used to the showbiz life with his dad being a national DJ. Now he's making a name for himself, not telling anyone he was auditioning. His dad was the first to know, apparently, when he landed himself his first professional acting gig only on Coronation Street. He's certainly made an impact playing uh, Buddy, I put here, playing bully Mason Radcliffe. Pleasure to welcome to the podcast Luca Toulon. Hello, mate.
1: Hi, Ali. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm very good, man. I'm very good.
0: So is that true that you auditioned for Coronation Street without telling anyone?
1: Yes, I, I did. I'm incredibly superstitious. Wow. Well, Not even that, actually. What happened was I'd had a few auditions, maybe 10, 10, 15 auditions, and none of them had come through. And I thought for the last Corrie one, I thought, you know what? What, 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 because I am quite too sure of it. What would happen if I just didn't tell anybody? Oh, and wow. Completely, completely took the pressure off, completely. Because if I, if I completely mucked it up, then, you know, no one was ever going to know. And there was no pressure. So it, it going into that screen test, nobody knew. And it felt like I was living a double life. And I thought, you know what? There's no pressure on me. I know. This that's the thing,
0: because me. it's such a big show. Um, but, well, I suppose that's made you even more superstitious now, the fact that you did get it and you didn't tell anyone. I know, yeah. Now I've started all sorts of and <laughs> Now, now weird... it's like, yeah, now you're like, oh, my God, now now life's changing. But, I mean, especially going into, because you obviously live over that way anyway, so it wasn't like you had to travel, you know, like for a day and pretend you oh, were going yeah. somewhere else. But did no one get, did you kind of, how did you, what, what were you supposed to be doing at the times you, you were getting in for... Because it takes a while, a screen test.
1: Yeah, no, it was a, it was a good hour, like, hour and a bit two hours um daughter or but i can't i can't remember people thinking you're having a secret liaison or something i know i know i just i did i told a porky i told a little porky i was just i can't even remember what i said um i think (laughs) i just said i'm going to see a mate or something like that and but, so, what was the reaction I, like
0: when? Because uh, obviously, I've known your dad; he's an amazing person. What was his? So, was he the first person you did tell? Um, which must have been mad when they had no idea that you're gone for Coronation Street.
1: Yeah, no, no, it was it was crazy. So, it was probably about a week after after this, the initial screening test. I hadn't told anybody in that week, uh, and I was out with my pals uh, at the pub, and I got. Wow, what for. a place to be to hear. Oh oh yeah it's fair to say there was a few pounds sunk after <laughs> after that but yeah i was out with my mates at the pub and um i got this call from my agent says you know i was expecting it and i didn't know if it was gonna be good news or bad news anyway she tells me the good news and like it's quite hard to describe that feeling anyway hung up first person call with my dad and he was just in utter shock he was he was <laughs> on the radio sure. at the time and he was with brooke and he just was, like, completely gobsmacked. It's like a dream come true. So, yeah. And then it was my grandma after that. She's oh, a massive that must fan. Be, I'm sure she's a massive Corey fan. Yeah, being a nan.
0: Yeah, of course. Standard procedure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. Well, that's brilliant. And like you said, I mean, what? A, but, because as we know, I'm sure you had this loads of auditions uh, you never hear back from. So I'm sure you had. And your confidence starts to go, doesn't it,
1: really, if you're not hearing back from stuff? yeah it does it does i think especially in this day and age with with the self-tapes and you know not being face to face with casting like i i never had that opportunity i was never in the era of in-person oh so you started with the self-tapes yeah yeah i started with the self-tapes so i i never really knew otherwise so it always kind of felt like you know you just were sending it into the abyss and you wouldn't hear back from a lot of them and even like I did. I actually auditioned for two roles for Corey before before I got the Mason part. So, you know, it's just the keep persevering, and and something will come off. But.
0: And what it was, was it like it was the some... screen test, though? So, I mean, like, for everyone for everyone listening, um, a screen test is basically the end part of an audition when you've kind of passed a few parts and then they kind of want you on set. Normally with a mm. star of the show, who you're going to be with, is that uh, with the cameras and, you know, actually on a set? Daunting. I mean, I've directed screen tests for when we've been casting people in Corrie and stuff. Um, you can just tell the actors are so nervous because suddenly... They're on Corey, they're on a set, and here comes one of the main
1: cast who they probably have watched, yeah. or do you know what I mean? Isn't it? It's daunting. Yeah. Oh, it's incredibly daunting. And you, 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 you've been a director, you can probably see it in actors. Because most of those actors that are going in for the screen test probably, will for, for Myra or, or any other ones for, for Soap, if this is their first screen test, it's something like completely alien. It feels yeah. like it's such a weird feeling. It feels like you shouldn't really be there. <laughs> yeah. Like you're in it's like the Truman show sort of feeling like the imposter syndrome, yeah. which apparently actors still, you know,
0: like Sue Johnson famously said on here that she still has that, even though she's done, you know, Downton and whatever. I think that that always, I suppose I suppose with TV and shows on films, you know, it's always gonna be like that because suddenly there you are on the set of, you know, Paris or so. Do you know what I mean? It's I suppose it's always going to yeah. be like
1: that yeah it's natural it's natural because you put in an unnatural position it's like i don't know it it was completely surreal um and i did my screen test with liam uh who plays dylan right and he was yeah yeah yeah, he was an absolute gem to do it with you know he he took me inside before before we started and just calmed me down and gave me a few words of advice and you know completely set my head straight um but, yeah, it is a surreal feeling. And what set, surreal. Did you, what set did you do it on? It was his house. Oh, right, um, okay. Eileen,
0: Eileen and Sean. Oh, okay, uh, which obviously is a very yeah. famous house. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and, it's, I mean, and, again, for people who haven't had the chance to go into the studio of Corey and stuff, it's mad because it's a load of sets, basically in a row. So it's like so-and-so's house next to so-and-so's house, which, again, when I first... Emmerdale was the first one I did. When I first walked in the studio, I was like... Oh my god, I didn't realize I didn't realise there were no stairs. Do you know what I mean? I, I just I know it does look like a house on telly. So it kind of also ruins your whole perception of telly.
1: Oh, it's so much smaller as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it's oh tiny. yeah. When you get there, it's tiny, it's like a little shoebox. But then when you see it on the telly, it, it looks it's like huge. a huge.
0: And it very and it it's looks. very reminiscent of a stage because it's not often on soap. Yeah. Again, basically, the sets are laid out, and it's like watching a stage show because there's always a big wall missing, which you can put in.
1: But it is, isn't it, very much like seeing just lots of stage sets in the theatre. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it felt like, and and especially on the screen test as well because it was so dark behind the cameras and and the crew, which that helped tremendously. I don't know if that was an intentional thing that they do to. Yeah, you probably didn't uh, want like four, you know, four cameramen, soundmen, the first AD staring at you while you're doing that. Yeah, yeah, which helps so much because in those moments where you do the screen test, it's, it's a make or a break. And I can't really describe like sort of why it went well. And I did feel like it went very well, obviously, because I, I got a part, but maybe a combination of preparation and I don't know but there's 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 a moment where you either are in it or you're not and you either crumble or you you, you prosper and yeah I think in that moment in that moment I uh, I, I I just sort of completely thought everything I'm going into yeah and it's quite interesting what you said and for people like for other actors who do
0: go for pe- things like Corey. It's good to keep going because actually I know how it works. The casting directors, if they see someone, they be like, oh, he's not right for this. But they will keep you in mind. You know, when people say, I'll keep your CV on files. But actually they do mean it because yeah. uh, they probably instantly thought, oh, he has to look for that. But let's get serious about the story because obviously... Very serious and important story that you've gone in to do. I mean, how much did you know when you went for the role Um, kind of what this character was going to be
1: like, Mason? They, yeah, well, they told me initially the, the brief wasn't that long. Um, The only thing they mentioned is at some point this character was going to pull out a knife and threaten. Oh, right. Um, so that's the thing they said. Yeah. Yeah, they, they did say that from the very offset. So I knew this character was going to be a character that was completely and utterly troubled and, and was going to cause carnage. Um, and I saw that and I sort of licked my lips at it and thought, this is a, this is a juicy character I can get into. Yeah. Um, with regards to the extent of how long it went would, would go on and, you know, how sort of, just cruel um Mason would be to Liam, not at all. Um, you know, they sort of described it as a bully that, that was going to produce a knife at some point, but I've been uh sort of surprised as to the extent of the 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 callous and the, the cruelty of Mason.
0: And which it comes, you know, don't, doesn't have to be a knife. That's the thing. It can be online bullying and kind of just ta- taunting could be as bad. But and I think what's interesting about the storyline, and obviously the storyline is for anyone that doesn't know, and I'm sure you know if you're listening to this, that Mason's brought in a massive story, bullying Liam Connor, played by Charlie, of course, uh, both online and in person, which is frightening. Mm. Now bullying back in my day, because I'm really old, if anyone mm-hmm. there it, it was at school. But now it continues at home because of the online thing. But... What's good about this story, I think is Corey's playing it out in real time, basically, isn't it really? This is not like a rushed month story. It's actually been quite slow building and very continuous, which I think hammers home what bullying is actually like that it like goes on and
1: on and on oh yeah, completely agree i th- I think that's what's really contributed to. You know, making making this story so powerful, and you know, I think it is a very divisive story. A lot of people love it, a lot of people hate it, and and maybe they hate it because it it touches a nerve or it's it's triggering. But at the end of the day, it's evoking emotion, and because of what you've said, it's been so continual and and you know persistent. Um, which just I think has given the viewers an opportunity to really get into Liam's, you know, psyche. Yeah. Kind of yeah. yeah yeah and people. to kind of emphasize and feel his
0: pain i mean because obviously what what mason's been doing is like filming stuff and then putting it online i mean what's the reaction been to you because i mean i know people playing bad parts often that it, a lot of people find it hard to distinguish luca from mason have you found mm. it quite tough have you had have, i mean obviously people hate mason
1: but what's it been like yeah. for you um it's been it's been it's been interesting i mean i i think i'm at a point now where it's all right uh luckily you know cory you know what it's like that you know ali and support and is amazing after, yeah uh, like honestly they, they they prepped me from day one so going into it i knew what to expect and when you know when you did get the odd comment or you know people not being able to distinguish the character it wasn't a surprise it you know, it's it's something that's become part or parcel of the role. You know, if you're gonna undertake a role like this, you have to bear the responsibility of of you know the, the backlash. That you, yeah, exactly. So which is you quite know, you weird. Like
0: you said, a backlash. I suppose now probably some people are like kind of
1: trying to bully you. Yeah, I know. It's ironic, isn't it? You know, online online bully gets. Bullied, bullied online by, <laughs> yeah i mean because everyone
0: has a voice obviously as we know i mean people who don't play bullies but yeah it's, it's a mantle to take on especially at a younger age like we said cory always and all the states are brilliant at providing the support that you need but it's a big it's a big thing to take on was there any i mean again like you said at the beginning as an actor who wants to go mm. in and order you know a pint of beer it's much juicier and getting your teeth into playing something because you know it's going to make a make a uh, you know, make um, what's make an impact. But it, yeah. did, did it ever? Did you ever question kind of what
1: this would mean for you? I didn't, to be honest. I, Leah, I, I got the role. Um, oh, you were in I a just, pub. You were like, yes, yeah, I,
0: and that's it. You know, I has it made you question it? it? Has it made you question taking? Has it been like the reaction been? because I don't, you know I don't know unless you're an actor unless you go through the experience, no one can ever know, but what is is it kind of did it
1: shock you the reaction, or has it been kind of fine to taking your stride it, it has shocked me to be honest the to the extent of which it's affected people um obviously, you know at the start undertaking the role, you know, I knew this storyline was a big storyline they told me it's going to be big but I didn't know it would hit home for as many people, you know, every single day I'm getting messages on messages of people saying, you know, this has made me cry or this is, you know, like their stories are being bullied or it's, I think it's touched so many people on a personal note um, because it's such a relatable storyline from every perspective. So, you know, there'll be parents watching that all have fires with Maria and Gary. Yeah. yeah, and then there'll be obviously many people that have that, that themselves, unfortunately, have gone and been bullied and or have seen it, you know. And it's just touched so many people on different levels. Um, and and yeah, the backlash, well, not the backlash, but the response has been surprising. Like I've been overwhelmed with.
0: Have you, you had know, Have you uh, had people who are bullies get in contact with you? No. No. Okay. <laughs> no. I just uh, wonder maybe, whether anyone might have gone. Oh, like I don't know. You never know, do you, whether it might have uh, kind of awoken, made a change in someone, but unfortunately not.
1: Yeah, but. you can only hope. I mean, maybe behind the scenes, but the,
0: the yeah, they're probably some not the ones going to message and say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, you've worked, obviously, as we know as well, when when soap does these stories, you know, there's loads of people get involved, loads of charities. I know they've been working with Young Minds, Childline, National Bullying Helpline, mm. Anti-Bullying Alliance. How much have you had to? Have you kind of? spoken to them as well have you spoken to people kind of outside of the soap about it as well yeah yeah
1: we've had um quite a few sort of calls with with um you know some of the people you've listed just to understand the best will best ways to deal with it and also the best ways to play it um right you know we've had people like papyrus and childline you know telling stories of how these situations unfold in real life um which has actually really helped um to play as true to life as possible
0: and i mean have you learned about because i mean i was saying i'm older i mean obviously i get online but you get it on social media just by having a presence on social media you get backlash but has it kind of opened your eyes to how
1: prevalent this is i suppose yeah massively absolutely hugely so um, just in the fact that the amount of people messaging, reaching out, commenting, yeah, saying this is their story and, you it's know. It's so sad, this, isn't it? That it's so, it's it is so prevalent. It's absolutely horrible. And I think now more than ever, because it's, you, you can get bullied online and in person, like you said. So I think now more than ever, it's affecting people and it's, it's, yeah, know it's horrible.
0: And obviously, Coronation Street are taking it kind of a step further, and suicide ideation is bit, suicide ideations. Mm. Liam's happening where he's contemplating taking his own life, which is obviously very heavy. Um, and obviously, close to the family of Maria and stuff because of Aiden Shane Ward's character taking his own life, yeah. Um, yeah. and that's going on. I mean, that again, a lot, a big mantle to take on for you guys. I mean, it must be quite tough doing that work as well. I know, obviously, you're all really good mates off screen,
1: but tough days as well. Oh yeah, like I mean, for Liam, God bless him, he is I know just I've a true yeah. Like to go through, you know, the amount of like traumatic scenes that he's had to do and the places he's had to gone to do it. I just, I mean, it, it's it's a like a pleasure to watch, um, and it's it's just it's so impressive. I mean, I don't know how he does it. Um, but I think when you see it on screen, like, it registers. And, and yeah, well, like you life. said, you really are
0: along with the right. but for you as well, because it's obviously not, obviously you're not like this in real life, so it must, yeah. in a way, like, by the end of the day, because you have to get, I suppose you have to get really, like, adrenaline up, do you know what I mean, to be like that? So, again, it must oh, be quite yeah. hard to unwind and get back to just being
1: nice Luca at the end of the day. Yeah, do you know what it is? It is difficult, because you, you, you sort of you know you have all the support but at the end of the day your body can't tell the difference between reality and 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 not you know when those emotions are going through your body it's it's real to your body um so you do you do sometimes especially on a long day you leave and you feel drained and just this horrible pit of like anger and just Yeah, yeah it's not it's not a nice feeling um But that's that's what you sign up to when you when you become an actor. You know, you, if you can't you can't just pretend. You have to give it your all. Um And yeah, that's that. Really, it's not it's not a nice feeling. But you know, that's not every day. But on a long day when it's a heavy scene, like it can sometimes. not Yeah, because be you're, it, you're one of
0: those characters, I suppose, that's in there for a specific reason. So it's not like really there's loads of scenes of seeing mason kind of outside of that remit do you know what i mean so it is kind of all quite intense isn't it it's not like at the moment anyway he's not you're not seeing that much of another side to him
1: no it's relentless it is relentless yeah. like yeah, every time that i get a, a, a new batch of scripts uh i'm like is there gonna be a part where he's nice or is there gonna be <laughs> yeah. a part where he's like is there gonna be a little bit of weakness or like vulnerability and you know i try and incorporate that vulnerability into the work so the character is three-dimensional but what ultimately in this story i'm I'm here to play a role uh in aiding you know Liam, liam's suicide um storyline and the bullying storyline i'm here to play a part um and it is relentless you're right like every script i read it and i'm laughing and i'm like again he's being an arsehole like how much more of an arsehole can this he, he be yeah
0: and I think like like I said doing it in real time I would hope that what would help people out there is that I've seen loads of messages when I was researching doing your chat and seeing loads of messages going why won't he stand up for himself and hopefully maybe that was but you know people being bullied seeing that seeing that other people go through it and seeing the same experiences and then probably questioning like oh god I need to stand up I mean I'm hoping that would that would be mm. what might happen
1: yeah i hope so too um because you know it has quite i mean coronation street typically you you wouldn't associate with having such a young audience but i've been taken aback by the amount of younger people that do watch it and you know there'll be people that you know are quite young well, bit, probably um, a lot experience. of kids watch it with their parents do you know what i mean Without that's what it doing. is yeah
0: they, the parents don't know what they're going through that you know I means so it's almost like a great remit to put it in because
1: they're almost probably forced sometimes to watch it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that must be it. And I think as well on social media on, you know, TikTok and Instagram, it's quite, it's gone quite um, viral, Uh, especially on TikTok. I've seen like the numbers that it does. And I think a lot of kids are watching this part of the storyline because it's relatable or because. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I hope, I just hope that they can, you know, Get some help from it. Yeah. Well, it. yeah, well, anyone
0: affected, obviously, there's loads of charities, including, like I said, Young Minds, Childline, National Bullying Helpline and Anti-Bullying Alliance. We'll get a bit more, like, now we've talked about the dark side. By the way, I do, and this isn't funny, but because it's soap, but the fact that Gary is the, you know, murdering Gary, who's killed quite a few people. I mean, like, if only he knew, uh, Mason.
1: I know, what, <laughs> what, what, what he's getting into. He what, is a person,
0: what a person to be playing against. But to get lighter, right, I'm going to give you a Corrie quiz. I'm not expecting you to know that this is more for people at home as well but let's see if you know any um okay the history of cory okay do you know what the
1: most watched episode of coronation street is um is it the is it the trump episode no nowhere near actually no, it was, no, it be was hilda hilda, Ogden, hilda Ogden, Levy yes. on christmas day
0: 1987 can you have a guess at how many people watched 30 million Oh, nearly twenty six point six five million, which is that's, incredible, isn't it? Now, I mean, yeah, the idea of twenty six, nearly twenty seven million people in the UK watching that at the same at the same time, which never happens now. Yeah, that's is incredible. That's uh, longest serving member of cast, you've got to know that one. Yeah, Barbara Knox. No, oh no, oh, oh, near, near Ro- uh, Ro- The, Ro- the Ro- other Ro- one, Ro- Bill Roach. Yeah, Ken Barley been in it from the beginning, nineteen sixty. Again, were you? Because obviously you're younger. I don't know how much curry was part of your life
1: beforehand. You haven't got a set was because I it think it was. was it quite a big part. Yeah, it was your nan was. and stuff. Yeah, because I I'm all, I grew up on it. Like there's pictures of me at the at the set. Um, oh right! Wow, when did you yeah, do the all? Yeah, I yeah, I I I was in like the Pat Feeling era um, d- during during that phase. That was like when I was most into it. I remember watching. Jump out for you, then and be. Oh, okay. I've that's when I. Do- that's when
0: I was there directing, actually.
1: So that's why, mate. That's that hey, era. That's, in that's the why. Most. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, were you? So therefore, it must have been. I mean, I was. I wouldn't say I was. I was quite nervous meeting Barbara Knox, actually, just because she's got an aura about her, hasn't she? And Bill. Mm. I mean, Bill Roach was just that knew my name. Lovely, literally the loveliest guy ever. Um yeah. uh, But still, you're like it's like meeting Living Legends, yeah. isn't it? When you meet those two and I mean, Sally, who literally is the nicest person in the world who plays Sally. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, it's just, it's quite mad, isn't it, when you meet them for the first time? Oh, yeah. It's bonkers.
1: It's, it's, it's weird because I don't know. Maybe I think it must be because they've been there for so long and they're such a constant. And it's like, yeah, it just feels like they're, they're, well, it like, feels not like, like you've a... stepped into your telly, doesn't it? And it's like, yeah, but, yeah, it's I like,
0: yeah you kind of want them to be not actors, do you know what I mean? Yeah, never meet heroes, never meet heroes. Yeah, you like you want her to be Rita, you don't want her to be Barbara, you just want her to be Rita, so it's <laughs> like, yeah, it's mad. Um, right, next question, when did Ken first use, well, it was Ken who used the first swear word in Coronation Street, guess a year? Oh, 1984. No, 1961, it was earlier, Year. he said bloody, yeah. And uh, it got 83 complaints. I mean, actually, bloody's quite still quite quite raw for Corey because you don't... What, in the 60s? People are complaining yeah, about it. Yeah, he said bloody. We could you do... still don't get much swearing on Corey.
1: I mean, I remember in EastEnders when there's a, raw, there's a guideline oh, I get pulled on it all the swearing. Yeah, no, there is actually. And now you mention it, I get pulled on it all the time because I, I always try and improv or I, or I will always try and riff like in between. What, with swearing? Just, like, little... Well, not with swearing, but with like because it's mason it'll be like words like you're dead or something like that oh right okay yeah and they'll, they'll put it up and they'll be like yeah no we can't be saying this at seven you know, right, like, okay. they're always like you get a set amount of words you, genuinely that I've been told you get a set amount of like hurtful or like yeah no yeah yeah, yeah yeah
0: it's true yeah which I mean I suppose yeah you have to have that um so there we go though so he said bloody and how many women has Ken had
1: <laughs> well a few um <laughs> Wow, well, I want to say 15. No, 28. 28. Ken Barlow,
0: what a man. Ken Barlow, um, you little dog. You little dog. How many <laughs> actors have played Peter Barlow? He's the character who's basically been played by the most actors. Uh, Chris Gascoyne well, obviously played him for years now and he's brilliant.
1: Yeah, Chris Gascoyne's a legend.
0: Um, three. No, Seven. Seven. I know seven people have played Peter yeah, Harlow. I know. I know this. He's immortal. Is- you up? He's immortal. Yeah, I know. He it's bad, die. isn't it? People. Do- what I love is people don't care. Like in soap, do you know what I mean? It's like you quite easily. It's weird at first because I know. In EastEnders, there's a new Johnny Carter, I think, just started, and the like. Obviously, there's a massive backlash on social media. We hate him. In a couple of months, he'll be like, yeah. they love him." Do you know what I mean? It's like in soap. Oh yeah. You manage to just change someone's head. Well, obviously, Corey is most famous for Tracy Barlow going up the stairs and coming back down. I think it was like six years later, and she was about six years older. I mean, like, then yeah. she was, like d- double, the, double the age that
1: she should have been. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it is. But people, people just accept it. That yeah, it takes a bit of time. But once
0: if in only, minute, we could do uh, that in real life. Do you know what I mean? If only we could just, know. You know, yeah, slip out people that we don't like. I really like you, out. but I just want you to have a different head. Um, <laughs> how many countries is it sold to? Um, eighteen. No, oh mate, well off on this one. One hundred and thirty-five. What I know. So you're watched 135. Well, the my po- this podcast. Open the box is mad because like I get my placings on charts and like the other day I was number one in Mozambique. What? Yeah, I know. That's
1: it's like, mental. Yeah, a this. Is to from a Mozambique.
0: Li- yeah, this is listened to around the world. Hello to everyone around the world, by the way. But yeah, it's quite incredible, isn't it? That 130,000. 135 countries are watching wow. you. And probably listening to this, I think this was about, I can't remember and I can't get it up really quickly, but it was like something like... I'm sure this is listened to by about people in 85 countries or something, this podcast. Whoa, okay. All yeah, right, man, right. we're world famous. Yeah, so but, yeah me All and you right. we go travelling. We're going to be like, just won't be able to go anywhere. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> um, and final question on cor- the Coronation Street quiz. By the way, how have you done listening to this? Um, I wouldn't have got any of these. Uh, what? It wasn't the original title. Do you know what the original title was going to be of Coronation Street? Wow, I, I saw
1: this a few weeks ago i should know this because i saw at least you'll be so really hard. good at the pub
0: quiz now if you have a coronation street pub quiz
1: oh yeah no i'm smashing it now um mm, something is it uh, is it like it's something is, it's really hard day, is it like work is, oh i
0: don't know i don't no, know it's florizel street which apparently is the Prince Florizel in Sleeping Beauty that Tony Warren was going to call it. Yeah. Florizel Street. Definitely not as, uh, patchy as Coronation Street. Do you know this? I knew this from, cause I directed the last scenes on the the actual cobbles, the real, the the original cobbles when it was a different studio and Tony Warren was there, which was amazing. And he said Coronation Street, he only came up with Coronation Street because they wanted a drama um, that was filmed all in the studio because you know at first like the actual street was inside a studio and they painted on like the cobbles and the curb and stuff oh, uh, wow. and he only chose to, because he knew he had to set most things inside he chose to do coronation street in manchester because it's the rainiest place in the country so he knew that everyone would mostly be inside all the time Wow. Okay. That's smart. That's smart. That's cool, isn't well done, it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they They're used to good. have That's to cool. pretend to like step up. Eileen, who um, Emily, who played Eileen, who was amazing. Uh, she used to say that like, they used to have to do like a pretend step up on the curb. What? I know. And it
1: was was all in
0: the studio. That's mad, isn't it? Imagine that now in HD. It'd be like you'd look
1: ridiculous. Yeah, you'd be caught out automatically. Um, so what
0: was what was your first day on set like? Were you once you got the part and stuff, talk me through um was it was it nerve-wracking? Did you have kind of like an easy scene to to kind of ease you in, or was it a full on
1: massive scene, first of all? Oh no no! Thank God it was an easy scene. I literally was—it was a non-speaking scene. Um, I was shoving about Liam and uh, Dylan. Literally, that was it. Literally, it was just me shoving them about. Like, oh, okay. Oh, that's about, quite like, a nice it. way in then. Oh yeah, because we started off as mates, the three of us. Um, and then it slowly, you know, went went left. But no, it was—it <laughs> was that same feeling that I had on the screen test of like what am I doing here? Like, and then the amount of people behind the company, like, whoa, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. Suddenly from the screen, to like the crew, it's massive, isn't it? It's huge. It's huge. It feels so big. So like the only thing I'd done before that is student films. Right. And then, yeah. With one person. doing Yeah. And then you get there and you're like, Oh shit. These people are professionals. Like they actually know what they're doing. And it, it's just completely and utterly yeah. surreal.
0: And have you done? Have you done stuff in the like? Obviously, you would have got into the Rovers anyway. But have you done the scenes in the Rovers? I mean, that's that's kind of
1: like legendary, isn't it? Stepping in the pub, it is, it is. And it it felt weird though because it looks different to how it does on telly. Like I can't really explain why, but I don't know if it's because of the size or what. But it, like I didn't quite. I don't know. It felt weird. Well, like you like you know,
0: said but... earlier, everything looks smaller. Actually, the pub feels bigger
1: than it looks on. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like I don't know, it's just it doesn't feel the same. It's a bit weird. But no, I've done I my first scene in the Rovers was when it was getting uh when it was shut and it was getting revamped. Oh, okay. Uh, we broke, so we broke in and had a little boogie and a party there. <laughs> nice. um, so my first encounter with with the Rovers was was it looking a bit drug and a bit 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 crap. So yeah.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh, and they don't serve. I remember the drinks are just so disgusting
1: um, that they serve pretending to be beer and stuff. It's uh, oh yeah, yeah, oh, aren't yeah. they they really. You know just... what? I, I they gave me a non-alcoholic IPA and I quite enjoyed
0: it. Oh, did you? Yeah, uh, actually, non-alcoholic. Uh, I had the other week. I had a non-alcoholic something, and I was like, I actually still still felt drunk.
1: I'm, I'm yeah, I know what you mean, it's mad, isn't it? It's like a placebo. Yeah
0: it kind of tastes the same you kind of just feel like you get and then but then i was like talking i was thinking oh god there's no excuse for me being stupid now because i'm not actually drunk at all <laughs> yeah, it's really, yeah um and okay so quick fire round about coronation street uh favorite set um dylan's house number 11. okay favorite canteen meal that you've had
1: Ooh. The fried chicken is. Oh, beautiful.
0: yes. It's I knew you were going to say fried that. Chicken. It's yeah, top beautiful. class, that canteen. Shout out it is. to that work there. It's really nice. Leon, Leon the chef's a G. Yeah, it's so nice there. Yeah. Who gets the most
1: fan mail? Do uh, you out, out of the three of us or out of everyone? Well, out of everyone and then the three of you. Uh, out of the three of us, I'd say. Well, it's between only me and Liam, uh, so I'd say Liam because okay. Charlie's dog there is going to get family, but out of everyone, you see the pigeonholes, I'd say Jack Shepherd probably gets. Oh, he's got yeah, a
0: Jack start. P. Shepard, what a legend. A um, who shares your dressing room? Uh, Jack Carroll, the guy that plays Bobby. Oh, okay. Who's the messiest in the dressing room? Definitely Jack, like Jack
1: 110. <laughs> Jack- like Jack. Right, okay. Uh, do you prefer studio filming or exterior filming? Studio filming because we film a lot in the precincts and it's right by Main Road. So your volume has to be way higher than what it would usually be, which is difficult for performance because you're trying to make it real and also you're shouting. And it's cold mostly. And it's cold, yes, absolutely.
0: Studio. I love. I don't love this, but when the crew, you know, yours stood there as the crew in North faces and waterproof trousers and then the cars come out, especially the girls. If you film, I I always remember filming with Michelle Collins when she was in Corrie at like one o'clock in the morning and she had to get, she was in like a, she had a night out at the Rovers. She was in a short skirt, no tights and she had to get soaked by a puddle oh i've never and it was nearly christmas as well and i've never felt so sorry for someone and you know like with that thing when you're acting and you know something's going to happen like that so you it's like you can't show that you're expecting it but obviously in her head she's going oh my god i'm gonna get soaking wet and i'm gonna be even more cold than i am now
1: yeah yeah it's very glamorous isn't it
0: and so has this always been away from cory going back into your childhood obviously you're very young how old are you now 19, I'm 19, 19. so still very young. Has this always been the dream? I mean, obviously, so do your dad, obviously, Mike, is uh, yeah. to loads of people. He presents with Gemma Atkinson. He's presented with Brooke from Corrie on his radio. Yeah. So you always, I suppose, had a little vision into the world of uh, what we work in. Did that kind of excite you? Uh, it, it
1: didn't really until sort of sixth form. Um right. You know, I've I've. Always, what was it like having your dad on the radio? Was it embarrassing? Oh, at I, all? It, it was so embarrassing to like <laughs> at the, when I was younger. When I was younger, because it, you know, when it was Q 103 and he would he was on the side of bosses, and you know, I remember. God, that's so weird. Like, because you're just trying to fit in when you're that age. And I think when I maybe when I was like 15, 16, I thought, you know, this is actually quite cool now. But when when you're <laughs> yeah. really young, when you're really young, you just want to fit in, and then you see everyone's getting on a bus with your dad's face on the side of it. I, I can't even imagine having your... I think it's.
0: it must be even embarrassing for him. Having a massive face on the side of a bus is going to be embarrassing for anyone, I
1: think. Yeah. Yeah, no. It was, it was quite embarrassing.
0: But then it's kind of... Then you kind of, I suppose... Because, uh, you know, then the world is... I mean, as we know, it is an exciting world. It's a really tough world to work in as well. But it's exciting. Mm. It did kind of open your eyes to it? I mean, were you always an actor? Did you
1: always like acting at school? Um, I, I mean, not really. I was never... Like, I I, I did it at primary school. and loved it. I did it um, sort of at G C C drama level, which was just a cop-out to mess about. I never really <laughs> took it seriously at all. Uh, it was really until sixth form. I'd always sort of, like, seated with the idea... Um, and like known from a young age, you know this is something that I could do, and I, and you know I wanted to be. But then when I got to you know secondary school, I just put it on hold. You know you, you want to fit in so badly um that you just sort of suppress you know what you want, and and I just sort of put it on hold. And then when it got to sixth form, everyone's going off to uni and like thinking, oh where should I go? And I was like, I don't want to get a real job. <laughs> I want to do something I love. I don't want to be sat behind a desk, sort of thing. Um, yeah.
0: Um, Although it is, I I'm mean, like, like, I know it is because I do this as well, and it is like a dream job. I know what you mean. Like, it's not a, we have to clock in and clock out. But then it's harder than people think. You know I mean, I think when you join a Soap, you'll know that. It's like, it's a lot of work. If you've got a big storyline, it's a lot of work.
1: Oh, yeah. it's but it, it never feels like work to me, anyway. No, like, I, no, I, it's I, like we're getting paid to do something we love, do you know what I mean? Mm- Oh, yeah, exactly that. Like, there's mm-hmm. never a day where I think, oh, I've got to go in or, oh, I've got to learn the script. It's, like, genuinely. Um, Excited, so yeah.
0: yeah. And what's yeah. it like? Yeah. What? How have you handled? I mean, I, I think Soap's changed. Uh, it's gone up and down over the years. And I think it's not obviously as when it was just three channels. I mean, as we know, like, I, I remember, um, who's in the show who's been on here? Um, I can't think. It was either Sally or someone. You know, like, we're... It was like they were the biggest stars in the country. Obviously, it's not quite as like that now because there's so much choice. But still, you obviously get recognised probably now. How how's the fame side of it? Is it weird?
1: Is it kind of what you thought? Um, it's it's to be honest, it's not. I don't know. I've not really found it that weird. Um, only because of my dad. You know, I've been used exactly. To be- I suppose you saw it, yeah yeah i've sort of grown up around you know people coming, coming up to and, him like, pictures and stuff and you know everyone's dead nice in person so i think it's a very like this level of if you want to call it a fame is very like manageable it's Is not... it
0: annoying if you're at the pub though or whatever do you know what i mean and people want to come and t- i remember being on a holiday with actors you know when we're quite drunk or whatever in ibiza people like can we have a selfie and it's like mmm, not really now
1: it, it's all right like I mean, it happens most, you're right, at bars and pubs. Like, yeah, when people because well, people normally
0: need a bit of confidence to go up to someone as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, usually it's at bars and pubs, but like I said, it's part and parcel of the job. For me, it's it's like you can't – I would never, ever complain because you go into this job knowing what what the ramifications are, so you can't really be like, oh, no, I'm not taking a picture of you. You chose yeah. to be an actor. Do you know what I mean? Well, no. Barbara Windsor always said to me because uh,
0: I I remember once when we saw her at Pantone she was like signing. Oh my god, like hundreds of autographs. I was just like, I want to get to the bar. Uh, but she was like, I've never not signed an autograph because she was like, darling, these are the people that uh, put me there, not TV companies and stuff. And I was like, yeah, that, they, that's they a great, that's bill, a
1: great philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. Amen to that. They pay our bills, you know. Without yeah. the viewers, we're not. If they don't like you, you're gone. <laughs> Yeah, that's it.
0: You're finished. Um, right. Well, let's end with either or um, quick fire questions. You've had three. You've had three different quizzes. Eh? it's like being on a ITV game show. Right. Okay. So uh, one or the other, coffee or tea. Uh, tea. No coffee. 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 Um, okay. Better first one. He messes it up. Jesus. Um, wine or beer. <laughs> wine or beer. Uh, wow. Beer. Beer. <laughs> Almost again. Uh, I know. Snow or sun. On. uh eastenders or emmerdale emmerdale uh speedos or shorts shorts um pasta shells or spaghetti uh spaghetti uh sweet or salty salty and oh sorry that made me cough this this is so fun whenever someone says that word it makes me cough um yeah <laughs> I know it's really weird if I go to the fish and chip shop and they say do you want salt on your fish and chips listen <laughs> it makes me cough. don't know what it is it makes me cough oh, so weird yeah, yeah. um just yeah. ending the coughing fit and Netflix or cinema 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 oh good old fashioned um, amazing well listen it's been amazing to have you on the show well done what a storyline and I know it's still if you're listening to this in February of 2024 there's still lots coming if you're listening in 2030 oh. it's way gone it's way, um, gone. You, way where, gone where have you been yeah where what might you be doing but it's been a pleasure to speak to you uh, um, thanks for coming on the podcast mate thank you for having me Lee. yeah it's been a pleasure thank you Thanks so much to Luca Tulum from Coronation Street for a brilliant chat. And if any of those issues have affected you that Coronation Street are dealing with at the moment, the charities are listed again in our description of the podcast. I'll be back next week. Remember, there's over 100 episodes of Soap from the Box and Pop from the Box to listen to right now. Next week, an Emmerdale legend. See you then.